Today, we're going to have a great day. We're actually going to talk about thanksgiving and gratefulness. So come on, let's pray. Father, we love you. We invite the Holy Spirit. We thank you. Father, I pray you'd use my mouth as an instrument that you would play, uh, that you would speak directly through me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Um, if you're taking notes uh, or you got a Bible, pull out your Bibles. If you don't have a Bible, you can look it up on your phone or we'll have it on the screen uh, for you. Uh, go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. We're going to kind of use that today. Um, a couple weeks ago, I had an awesome opportunity to go out to eat with some of our friends here in the church, Shannon and uh, Christina. It was Christina's birthday, and so we went out for a birthday dinner. Uh, had a great time with them, and uh, in the middle of dinner, I needed to use the bathroom, so I'm walking myself to the bathroom, and I have this moment where I think to myself, I am so excited, and I'm so glad that I am here at this dinner in Westchester, Ohio, with them tonight, okay? And the reality is, you might think, well, why is that a big deal? Um, because the truth is, I think five years ago, I would not have had that thought. Five years ago, I wouldn't have had that feeling. And the reality is because we live in a new world, okay? When Facebook came on the scene, when Instagram, Snapchat, when all these apps came on the scene, it gave us the ability to do what? To peer into somebody else's life, to peer into somebody else's reality. And the truth is, when we post something to Facebook, when we post something to Instagram, when we are sharing our life with the world, we use, you know, 14 other, you know, apps to make sure that that per picture is perfect, to make sure the lighting is perfect. We want to make sure that the world knows that my life is super good. My life is super happy. My life is better than your life, and I want you to peer into my life. And so we have this brand new way of looking at life that we didn't have 10, 20 years ago, okay? I'll give you an example, okay? I pulled a couple of pictures from my Instagram, okay? Uh, picture number one. Da, 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 da. Picture number one. Da, 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 da. There we go, there we go, okay? That is a guy named Chad Veach. Uh, he's a pastor out in L.A., super uh, cool pastor. He's actually out in Hillsong uh, right now. I had the privilege to go out to Hillsong, man, Gosh, I mean, I think it was eight years ago or so. But he's out there preaching at their Young Wild Free uh, conference. Uh, pretty cool. I wouldn't mind being in Australia. Anybody else uh, feel that way? That would be pretty cool. So Chad's preaching out in Australia right now, picture number two. Um, that was the Heaven Come conference, uh, Bethel's Heaven Come conference. They had it in L.A. about a week ago. Pretty amazing thing, seeing God move in extraordinary ways out in L.A., filling up an arena. Uh, Pulled that picture, and then picture number three is uh, we got Carl Lentz out in uh, New York, you know, just hanging out at his apartment with Justin Bieber, you know, just, just, you know, I just, yeah, sure, Beep's coming over to my house, you know, tonight, you know, just get off the world tour, come on over, you know. Um, I think this is so interesting, because all of a sudden, we start looking through this window, and we think to ourselves, man, I would like to have that life. Man, I would like to be in that city. Man, I would like to be across the pond and somewhere else. And all of a sudden, we become people that are not happy and grateful and satisfied with the lives that we have. 
We're constantly looking and comparing and going, man, I wish I had a different reality. Instead, the truth is this, when we're thankful and we're grateful for the life that God has given us, man, it's a really good place. Or we spend our lives going, man, I wish I had somebody else. I wish I had somebody else's reality. And so today we're going to look at how we get over those seasons because that isn't God's best. That is not God's will for us to look at other people and go, man, I wish I had that reality. God's best is for us to go, you know what? I'm so thankful for my life. I enjoy my life. I enjoy my reality. I enjoy my city. I enjoy that I am in Westchester. I enjoy that I'm here with you today. I enjoy that we had two services today. I enjoy the presence of God. I enjoy what God is doing. Amen? So go with me. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. It says this, always be joyful. Anybody else have a hard time with that? <laughs> I mean, come on. Be honest, all right? Everybody breathe real quick for me. Just breathe. All right, there we go. There we go. Always be joyful. For real? Be joyful at my job? Be joyful with my kids? Be joyful with my finances? Be joyful in my situation? It goes on and says this in verse 17. Never stop praying. Verse 18. Be thankful in all circumstances. All circumstances? Even when my three-year-old is uh, wrestling me like a small, wild animal as I'm pushing him into the car and his hands are grabbing the outside of the car and his legs are on the door and I'm trying my hardest not to break his little arms and put him into the car. Be thankful in these moments. Be thankful. Always be joyful. Always. For this is what it says. For this is the will of God. For those who belong to Christ Jesus. The Amplified Version says this. Rejoice always. Delight in your faith. You want to know what the will of God is? The will of God is for you to be grateful. The will of God is for you to be praying. The will of God is for you to be rejoicing in the salvation that you have in Jesus. And let me be honest about this. I think a lot of us, we, um, we get real excited on Easter Sunday. You know, oh, man, Easter Sunday, you know, God rose from the dead. Man, we come into service. We come in just excited. We're just pumped. We're praising God. Yeah, Jesus rose again. And then a week later and then two months later and four months later and then today we get to the place and we're like, yeah, Jesus rose from the dead. Now we're supposed to rejoice. We're supposed to be excited about our faith. Because this is God's will. God's will is for us to be in right relationship always because of what he did on the cross. And because I'm in right relationship with him because of what he did on the cross, then I rejoice in my salvation. I rejoice in my faith. And when I rejoice in something, okay, how many of you rejoice when you get a new car, okay? And when you rejoice about getting, yeah, thank you, Drew, okay? When you get that new car, Drew, how many people do you tell about it? Everybody, just everybody, twice. twice, yeah, two times over. You see my new car? It smells like a new car. It looks like a new car. It's a new car, you know what I mean? Listen, when you rejoice in something in life, 
is a natural tendency to tell somebody about it. So when I'm rejoicing in my faith, when I'm rejoicing in who I am in Christ, I then have the opportunity to share. But then I also have the opportunity to pray. I have the opportunity to be thankful for all that God has done for me. But the reality is this, is that everything I'm talking about is this. It's an act of your will. Okay? It's an act of your will. You know? Um, It's like this. I didn't wake up this morning, okay, and get out of bed and go, thank you, Jesus. We praise the Lord God Almighty. I worship you for all of your goodness and everything you're doing. I thank you I'm alive right now at 6 a.m. this morning. Amen. Do we? No. We didn't. Because we roll out of bed and we're like, it's another day. Where's the coffee? <laughs> I'm tired. It's been a long week. Listen, thankfulness, rejoicing, these are all acts of our will. God's not pushing this on you, okay? God never pushes you into a time of prayer. I, I pray because I want to seek the presence of God. God never forces me to be grateful or thankful. I choose to be grateful and thankful. See, these are acts, especially in times when we are having difficulty or weakness or uncertainty or there's big moments that require faith in our life. But the reality is this, when we are thankful and grateful, it puts our attention off of the situations and off of the problems of life, and it puts our attention upon Jesus, and we focus on what heaven is saying and not what my boss is yelling at me about every day. My focus changes because of my gratefulness, okay? Listen, Thanksgiving was never meant for just a holiday. But I know, I don't know about you, but I'm excited about Thanksgiving coming up, okay? I'm ready for some turkey. I'm ready for some taters, okay? Sweet, you know, sweet potatoes, okay? My brother Herb, he is thankful for rolls. He eats about 48 to 50 of them every year at Thanksgiving. I promise you, okay? Now, you might be thankful for football on Thanksgiving. You might be thankful for Black Friday that is coming. But being thankful was never intended for a day. God intended Thanksgiving to be a lifestyle that you live, something that is breathing and moving in you and through you in life. But the problem is this. If I don't realize that everything that I have on a daily basis is a gift from God, my car, my, my middle son, Ben, said to me the other day, we were driving in my 2002 Honda Civic with zero air conditioning, and it was 92 degrees out the other day, and we're in my car in Cincinnati traffic, sweating profusely, and my eight-year-old son says, Dad, when are we going to get a new car? Because I know what he's thinking. He's thinking, Dad, this car, I'm tired of sweating in this car, Dad, you know? And I said, Ben, I'm so thankful for this car. Uh, We spent, I think, 11 years of, of our first 11 years of being married with, we were a one-car family. So I'm just grateful that we are a two-car family. 
and that we have two cars. I'm thankful that I have finance to buy food for my family. I'm thankful that I have a roof over my head. And if you're not thankful for these same exact things, get on a plane and go anywhere else around the world, and you can be thankful really quick, really fast. Really fast. The reality is this. When I realized that waking up was a gift from God today, when I realized that the food that I have to eat, the car that I drive, the finances, every single thing, I hear people tell me this all the time, and I, I'm, not, I'm not bagging on anybody when I say this. People tell me all the time, man, I hate my job. I hate going to work. I'm like, you hate getting paychecks? <laughs> you hate having money in your bank account? You hate having resource to pay uh, for your home? You hate feeding your kids? I'm like, I promise you, that could go away pretty quick. Promise you. See, there is something about when I realize that everything I have is such a gift from God, and I then become thankful. But if I don't see that this is all gifts from God, then how could I ever be thankful? I could only want more. I could only say I'm selfish and I want more. But when I'm grateful and I'm thankful for all that God's given me, you know what it does in my heart? It makes me content. It makes me okay. It makes me go, you know what? I'm so thankful I'm here in Westchester tonight at this restaurant with good friends. Even though there's crazy things happening all around the world, I'm so thankful I'm here. It makes me content in my heart. Romans chapter 1, verse 18 through 21, okay? Uh, we're going to look at verse 18 through 21. 18, it says this, But God showed his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Verse 19, They knew the truth about God because he had made it obvious to them. Uh, for, uh, for ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky, and through everything God created, they can clearly see the invisible qualities, his eternal power, divine nature, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. Okay? What is Romans talking about? Romans is actually talking about Abraham. Okay? Abraham didn't have the Bible Abraham didn't have a pastor. Abraham didn't have a cool worship team and a great church to come to. Abraham had none of this. What did Abraham have? Abraham looked at creation, and creation spoke to Abraham, and he said, guess what? Somebody made all this. Somebody is the creator of all this, and I've got to find who the creator is of this earth, this thing that I see before me all the time. So Romans is telling us that even if we don't get a perfect, eloquent message presented to us of the gospel, that the nature outside that we go out to today, the world that we go out to, sings of God's greatness and tells us of his goodness, and we can now know God the Father through what we see. Verse 21. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. They began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like, and as a result, their mind became dark and confused. The Amplified Version in verse 21 says this, that they didn't honor God or give him thanks. Okay? Listen, when we withhold thanksgiving, 
when we withhold praise, when we withhold worship, we are actually cutting ourselves off from God. Okay? It says this, that their minds became futile. Their hearts became dark. Look, um, I've been in ministry for, oh gosh, now 17 years. Okay? I've been in some of the best churches around the world. I've seen the best worship, the best ministry. I've been, I've been literally everywhere, okay? And it never fails, no matter where I go. I mean, I remember one time, talk about Hillsong. I'm in Australia. I'm at the Hillsong Conference, okay? Hillsong worships pretty good, Okay, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. If you've never heard of Hillsong, maybe look them up, okay? It's pretty decent music, okay? And, and I'm, I'm, I'm in this arena with 38,000 people, and, and we're worshiping the Lord. I'll never forget, I, I see this guy standing like this. Like, is this over? You guys done singing up there? How much longer is this? I'm tired of standing. My feet hurt. I want to sit down. And I thought to myself, I mean, Darlene Check is on stage, and she's singing Shout to the, uh, shout to, was it Shout to the Earth? Was it sh- Shout to the Lord? I mean, probably the greatest worship song that's ever been written in the history of worship songs. And the presence of God is there, and you can feel his love and grace. And here's this guy. And I'm thinking, I don't even understand this. When we choose in worship to go, is this over? When we choose to withhold praise and thanksgiving, when we choose to not honor God through thanksgiving, through worship, to honor him with our mouth, because the word says in Proverbs that your mouth holds the ability to bring life or death. So when you are singing praise, when you're singing rejoice, when you're singing thanksgiving, you are releasing the life of God into the atmosphere. And when you refuse to do it, you are actually cutting yourself off. And the Bible says that your mind becomes futile, your heart becomes dark. And the word futile means this, purposeless. Meaning this, that in the presence of God, when I worship, when I'm thankful, when I'm grateful, when I open up my mouth, when I express my love, when I express God's goodness, it brings me into a place that I'm in the presence of God. And in the presence of God, I receive purpose for my life. I receive understanding for my life. But when we refuse to do this, we cut ourselves off from the flow of the Holy Spirit to give us what we need. Listen, we don't worship at Elevate Church because we're supposed to. I could care less about that. We worship at Elevate Church because we want to honor Jesus. We want to bring him praise. And as we do it, I believe this, that the worship part of service is just as important as when I'm on stage preaching. Because guess what? You don't need me to get Jesus. I'm not Jesus. 
I'm not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. And you get the Holy Spirit when you praise him, when you worship him. I promise you, I promise you. Take this week, get in your car, the shower, wherever you want. And I, I challenge you to open up your mouth and start thanking God for things. Start thanking him for your job. Start thanking him for your finance. Start thanking him for his goodness. Start thanking him for your health. Start thanking God. And I kid you not, I promise you, I'll put $100 on it, okay? I'll put my own money on it. Jesus will show up. His presence will show up. His grace will show up in your life. Listen, when we aren't in the presence of God, It causes our hearts to get dark, and when our hearts get dark, where does our heart go? Always to sin. Our heart is always prone to go to sin. But when I'm in the presence of God, it causes me to become more like him, to see him. And when I'm in the presence of God, I become aware of what? I become aware of the impossible, that God is the God of the impossible. Uh, Let me show you a picture real quick. This is... um, this is my nephew, my new nephew, Judah. Isn't he cute? Cute little sucker, okay? Judah is seven days old. Uh, can you show the next picture? Um, that is Judah. Right after he came out of heart surgery, he had open heart surgery five days in. He's good. He's healthy. He's great. He's doing well. He had uh, uh, different uh, arteries uh, mixed up, so they literally had to stop his heart, take his heart out, uh, rewire his heart, and um, he's out now, and he's doing well. And I was on the phone with my brother Ben, um, literally uh, the night before that he was going to have the procedure the next day. And I was on the phone with Ben, and I said, Ben, I said, I just feel in my heart that we together right now in this moment, we just need to thank God for his future. We just need to prophesy about God's goodness. We need to prophesy about God's goodness upon Judah's life and his future. I said, we're not going to think about what's happening in a few hours. I said, we're going to think about Judah when he's 16. We're going to think about Judah when he's 20. We're going to think about Judah when he's leading people to Jesus. Jesus, and he's loving people, and he's living in victory in life, and someday he has a family, and he has kids. And so me and my brother Ben, right there on the phone, just started thanking God for Judah's life, started thanking God for Judah's future, started thanking God for all that God was going to do through his life. And I promise you, he had a perfect surgery, and he's healthy, and he's whole, and that little boy someday, (laughs) he's going to grow up and be a strong man of God. There's something so powerful when we release thanksgiving into the atmosphere. It helps me to see what God sees, and it cancels out the voice of the enemy. You want to break the voice of the enemy, okay? Because I know the enemy speaks to you all the time. Start praising God. Start thanking God. It will cancel out the voice. Sometimes you need some voices canceled out. In your life, I, I shared this story um, at first service. Um, my wife, Jessica. Um, when I first started dating Jessica, I knew that I knew that I knew in my heart that I was going to marry Jessica and that God had great things in store for us. And um, one of my great friends, one of my 
best friends at the time, somebody who had mentored me and loved me and spoke real truth and helped me to become really a lot of who I am today. I'll never forget, we were out driving around, going to lunch, doing some errands, and he looked at me and he said, Jeff, um, are you sure that Jessica's the one for you? Because he said, I, I just am not 100% sure that this is what God has for you. And that shook me. That really kind of was like a dagger in my heart, and it made me really question at the time. So what did I have to do? I had to go back to the presence of God, and as I went to the presence of God, the presence of God in that time confirmed in my heart, no, this is the right one. She's the right person for you. I have so much in store for you and for yours and your future. And so, you know, life goes on, and I'll never forget, a couple months later, again, we're driving around, we're spending some time, and again, he said to me, you know, um, I know that you're getting super serious and I think you're going to propose to her. Um, I want to let you know that, you know, I, I love you. I'm for you. I still don't know if this is exactly what God has for you, but uh, I just want you to know I, I love you. So again, it's like a little jab, a little, a, little, a little dagger. What did I need? I just needed the presence of God that cancels out voices. Listen, sometimes you're making decisions in life not based on what God has the best for you, but based on fear of what somebody else thinks. You make decisions not by what God says, but by fear of what somebody else says or thinks about you. We got to cancel out the voice of the enemy. Amen. Worship team, why don't you guys come on up here today? And everybody else, you can stand up with me. We're going to do something awesome right now. Um, How many of you in here, you have uh, children, okay, children, okay? The rest of you, um, bless you. I'm, I'm glad that, that, you, that you don't have children. Someday, uh, someday you will have children, and it will be um, a great, great season of life. Um, but for you that do have children, I think you'll understand this, okay? When your children are grateful and your children are thankful, um, you as a father, a mother, really desire to do what? Bless your kids. You're like, man, oh, I just, when my kids are grateful, I'm like, I just want to give you everything. I just want to pour out goodness upon you. I just, I just, it's just a natural desire in my heart as a father. I truly believe the same thing works in a kingdom perspective. When we're thankful and we're grateful, our Heavenly Father goes, I want to bless my kids. I can personally tell you this, that in seasons that I was grateful and thankful, it felt like the presence of God, the favor of God, the blessing of God, the goodness of God, it just kind of flows. And as soon as I get out of a season of gratefulness and thankful, it's almost, it's like it just, it's like the well dries. It's like, where did the favor go? Where did the blessing go? Where did God's goodness go? It just feels, people tell me all the time, I feel like I'm in a dry season with God. And my response is, where are you at with being grateful and thankful? 
And a lot of times it's just that easy to change it. Just go, you know what? I've been ungrateful, but I'm gonna switch to a season of grateful. Because remember, it's an act of your will, okay? I mean, thankfulness isn't gonna show up your door tomorrow and be like, hey, I'm here. Let's do lunch. It's an act of your will. So just like if I was to turn on a switch to turn on a light in my house, guess what? I can choose to turn it on and go, you know what? I'm going to be grateful. I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to rejoice. And I'm going to rejoice even when I don't want to rejoice. Because let me make this very, 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 very clear. Okay? Rejoicing and being thankful isn't based upon situation. It is based upon I'm rejoicing that I know Jesus and Jesus knows me and I know that he is for me and that he's not against me. I know that he cares about my life and he cares about my future so that even in the midst of what I feel is really frustrating, even in the midst when I feel like I hate my job, even in the midst where I feel like I'm really frustrated at my spouse or I feel like I'm frustrated at my boss, I can still be grateful. I can still be thankful and I can still praise God because I know that this isn't the best and God is taking me to a new place of victory. Amen? So we're going to do this together, okay? We're going to be thankful together. Alright? So I want you to close your eyes. If you feel comfortable, I want you to throw up your hands, okay? Listen, raise your hands. All it is all it is is you just saying, Jesus, I surrender to you. That's it. Okay? You throw up your hands in a football game. You throw up your hands and God knows for what. But throwing up your hands is just saying, God, I surrender to your goodness, to your grace, to your mercy, to your love. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to do this. I just want you to start thanking God. Start thanking Him for little things. Your job, the food you eat. God, start thanking them for your kids, your future. 